Jackson down by the bank. A Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JK3. All right, so we're back recording after the uh, hurricane in which uh, some folks lost power and we didn't have the ability to uh, put out any content last week, which is kind of sucks because that was the better week as far as football goes, I guess, because we won and then lost this week. But um, before we jump into all that, uh, any thoughts on the uh, huge news that came from a, a part was it part of my take that it was announced this morning yeah man the yeah. boat the boat is going the boat is going into the dock or the hangar or whatever what are those things called the slip <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> the wharf the the boat goes to the wharf <laughs> i was thinking more like some christopher cross type stuff you know that song from the the 80s sail away that's what I was thinking of, you know, just to sail away, man, just off into the sunset. Again, man, it's wonderful. You continue, you continue to show your age. We have no idea what that song is. Hey, hey, I, believe it or not, I was not alive when the song came out. <laughs> believe it but or not. I know the song, okay, because I, I love all types of music. And, you know, but anyway, no, it, it was a, it's, it's crazy because we think back to all the, the blunders, but. When you think about it, he was just that QB that you, 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 you hated him and you loved him. You know, you hated him for all the, the, the bad, just bad QB play. I know Allen Robinson hates him, although Allen Robinson's not done diddly since he left. Uh, <laughs> and you, you love him because dude gave it his all, you know? So, uh, yeah. it, it's really weird. I felt, I always felt like Blake was just one of us. Just a regular guy playing football. You know what I mean? I, I really did. I really. I think that's why I liked him so much because he was just, just a regular guy out playing football. I think my favorite quote. They asked. Um, I think it was some of the barstool guys that asked him. You know, like what would you be doing if you weren't playing football? He's like, I don't know. Probably be a construction some construction worker somewhere ripping cigs. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the uh, – there's like a YouTube video with this this girl, I think, from Barstool that's like touring his house in Jack's Beach where he makes that comment. It's like my favorite uh, yeah. video ever. Yeah. I'll have to put that in the podcast description actually. Yeah. But yeah, man. No, I think the Jags need to give him a, a honorary one-day contract. Retire the number five. No one else can wear it. Um, you know, Retire? <laughs> You're joking, right? I'm, jo- I'm uh, 100% joking. Okay. Because then we would have to, you know, Andre Cisco would have to give up number five. And I actually like Andre Cisco wearing five versus wearing 38. And he's got to pick six this year. So, um, yeah, no, Andre Cisco can keep wearing five. Wasn't Bortles uh, the second draft under Dave Caldwell? Does that sound right? I mean, we need a producer on the show to fact check those things. So I'm just going to say, yes. yeah. <laughs> I think I remember Joke will be in the first one, right? The first overall oh, pick in his yeah. first draft. Luke. I think so, yeah. Doesn't matter, but... Absolutely nothing. There was also a graphic on Twitter that people were sharing. It was from that uh, season that we went to the AFC Championship game, and it's like a cartoon of four quarterbacks that are in the AFC and NFC Championships. It's like, 
who was it? Brady, Bortles, Nick Foles, and uh, who's the guy for the Vikings that was doing uh, so well for a little bit there? Um, not Kirk Cousins, but the guy that played before him. Do you remember? No, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. <laughs> the guy that played before Kirk Cousins? No. Yeah, before um, Kirk Cousins. He had that, like, uh, it was in that game where the guy uh, had the game-winning. Uh, when Stephon, when Stephon Diggs caught the game-winning pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who was the quarterback? Um, I can't think of his name. Um, uh, I cannot really think know of this. his name. Anyway. But, you want to um, know it that bad that you're Googling it? Oh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Case yeah. Keenum. Case Keenum. I found it. Um, yeah. So anyway, people just thought it was funny because it was like this graphic with like three other quarterbacks that really, uh, you know, probably aren't in the same, uh, debate or argument with, with Brady, but oh, then yeah. again, Nick then, Foles won the Super Bowl that year. So I guess, what does that, what does that mean? Well, Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> actually, that is true. And I didn't know that they had a statue outside the arena or the, uh, stadium in Philadelphia for him. Either. Oh man, wow. dude, that, of that's, course. that's one Why? thing. That's Philly is going to put a statue up anywhere. If you do Think something about it. good there, they're going to do it. I'm surprised they don't have one they, on AI. They have a statue mm. of a fictional character that basically oh, represents hey, you better the stop, entire stop, city. Stop! You better stop that right now. He's fictional. I, I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from. We've already taken our L against the Eagles. I don't want to hear them going on Twitter talking about how Rocky is a real person. I just, 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 just stop it right now. Just, just, just stop it. Well, Please. one quick thing on Bortles, because, I mean, the guy, again, I mean, I'm not saying he's the reason that we went to the AFC Championship that year or anything, but he didn't play bad. So, I mean, why didn't he kind of, like, have any shot anywhere else? Because it's like as soon as he left Jacksonville, he just fell off the face of the earth completely. He's not that good, and we're the only yeah. one, we're the only team that would pay – uh, you know, that, that top-level quarterback money for someone that had a magical season. The, the last great game that he had was against the Patriots. Yeah, just he, he, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That that Patriots game was amazing. Like, he was playing, like, out of this world. And, come on, deep down, we all knew, as we were all sitting in that stadium, you know, sweating our behinds off, we all knew, like, this is unreal. We're we're gonna get pinched and we're gonna wake up. This is a dream. Oh, we got Blake Bortles is is beating Tom (laughs) Brady. Yeah, we got pinched for the next nine games. I think was a week later, but um, yeah, that was it's it's amazing. So hey, man, it it was it was a fun boat ride while it lasted. Uh, We got a you know Trevor Trevor's the guy now, and um, I can tell you one thing: boat never fumbled. Four times in a game, <laughs> he could throw. He Dang. could th- <laughs> he could throw behind a receiver on a drag route like nobody's business, and it'd get pick sixth. That's for sure. Um, but he never fumbled four times in a game. So hey, mm. Trevor's got one up on the boat, man. Mm. Yeah, I, I just felt uh, like well, you were waiting for that. No, I wasn't. I, I, was, <laughs> I was not waiting for that at all. That was off yeah. this. That was you know you got, not even trying to be excited. funny. That no, yeah. no, that definitely did not. Well, I mean, so the the Eagles lost, uh, or the loss to the Eagles. I don't know how much we want to uh, really uh, hit on the the specifics of the game. I mean, no, it was wet. It was wet. It was it was raining, and you know the the Eagles ran it fifty times. The Jags ran it nineteen. 
Um, the Jags are dropping back in a monsoon and trying to, to, to throw a ball when they should have fed the ball to James Robinson. Um, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, the four turnovers, four fumbles from, from Trevor, yeah, those suck. But I, I think, again, Derek, what you said a couple weeks ago about taking the ball out of his hands, mm-hmm. you got to take that and put the ball into someone else's hands in, in, the, in this point. And the fact they only lost by eight, four turnovers, you know, uh, it was a bad game, terrible game. But I think the people that have been, again, calling into the local media here and everything else like that have lost their mind because a lot of people at the end of the uh, majority of the Jaguars fans last season said they just want this team to be competitive. They just wanted to be competitive. The team is competitive now. Like, so this is a part of growing pains. Trevor's in his second year. This is a part of growing pains. This is what happens. I mean, I'm like it. It sucks that he lost it. It sucks that you know the games that we lost have seemed to come down to like on his shoulders. You know, these are uh, the, when we played the Commanders. He threw the pick, uh, and then you know this game, a lot of finger pointing at the four turnovers and everything else like that. There's two and two right now. Still number one in the division. Um, you got a favorable schedule going forward. A lot of positives right now, a lot of competitive football, and a lot of football to be played. It's four games, two and two. I think we all need to relax, show up on Sunday, be loud, and that's it. Mm. All I know see, is See that. you next week. Yeah, right, exactly. All right, guys, we'll appreciate you listening. Um, no, the uh, we went to Island Wings for the game, and the uh, first uh, in Durban Creek, shout out, really good. But they're they not a sponsor, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I always have to think about that because every time you say that, I, I, it makes me uh, think twice. But um, uh, the first two interceptions, because um, it was two interceptions that we let off on defense, right? Because I remember everybody was just going nuts. It was a fumble. I think no fumble. No, it was okay. it was a inter- no it was an interception, and then I think a three and out. I want to say a short three and out. Um, because Jalen Hurts only threw one pick. Um, you talking about the pick? So are you talking about what we led off with? So yeah, the first score two, like, was exciting. Yeah, yeah. So the first score was the uh, was the was the pick six mm-hmm. by Cisco, and then um, we drove down and scored also. Yeah, interception. You know, interception return. Then the Eagles had a I think three and out or five and out or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying here five and eight for eighteen. Look, just said looking at the uh, plays, and then um, we went down and scored a touchdown. And they could have gone up twenty-one nothing if we didn't have the overthrow to Agnew because Agnew ran a double move uh, and mm-hmm. had the uh, the secondary of the Eagles uh, kind of flipped around but, and Trevor overthrew it. But I just the, some of the fans, and you just said it, but I, I'm looking at some things here, man. Let's, let's just take a look here, really quick. Let's get a little bit in the stats here in this game. And the reason why I want to get in the stats, it's only one game, but I think this is the potential of what this team could be. You didn't realize the Eagles held the ball for 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Okay. They had 400 yards of offense in 40 minutes. So let me explain something to you to only have 400 yards of offense and to have held the ball for that long. That means the defense actually wasn't playing half bad. Okay, they got tired, which that's going to happen when you're on the field for two thirds of the game. All right, that's that's the first thing, and then the fact that out of you know they they ran what seventy seven plays, 
The Jags only ran 46. To only lose by eight with not four, but five turnovers, because Trevor had a pick too, that to me says that last year's team and the year's past, we get blown out by at least three, four touchdowns in that situation. But not this time. So one thing that I think that has, after watching this happen for out of the two out of the four games that Trevor Lawrence has played in this season, he presses. He puts a lot of stress on himself during the game. That's my opinion, but that's what I think happens, especially when they get down. He presses big time. That's why he is screwed up, not only in the Washington game, but in the Eagles game on the last drive where he could have tied or won the game. Think about that now. He didn't just screw up on the last drives. He screwed up on the opening play of the last drive, potentially, to try to tie or win the game. So it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing that he needs to overcome, in which you would expect a second-year QB who's been nothing but you know uber-talented at every level of football he's ever played. The fact that you're finally against some competition, you're finally even. It's an even playing field now where you're not going to win them all. And he's pressing a little bit. And I think Dougie can help him by leaning on James. Robinson's ready. That Achilles, unless there's something they're not telling us, um, he's ready. Go ahead and give it to him 20. And then follow up with ETN 15 times. Something. Because to me, it's evident. Trevor Lawrence puts a lot of pressure on himself. And that's when the mistakes happen. And definitely, they could have, I don't know, made him wear a glove. Hey, just go out and try this. You're already fumbling the ball. What else could go wrong? <laughs> you know? Uh, just just put the glove on the cradle hand, the, the opposite of the throwing hand, and see if that gives you a better grip. They well, weren't even going most, for the most sack of the fumbles, after the last two. Most of the fumbles that he did have, I think they... Came from the his actual throwing hand. Well, yeah, his throwing hand because well, he had the one first was down. running. Yeah, one was, he was running. Yeah, he had it out there and he, he dropped it. Um, yeah, another one that was uh, an exchange, or no, excuse me, he was, uh, it uh, was a snap, snap. Yeah, the snap, and then I I can't think of the fourth one, but the last one also was uh, a, a snap. Also, yeah, he he definitely puts a lot of pressure on himself. And when you're that talented, you have to learn to control that. Um, And I think he will. Again, for all those that feel like he's not the guy, you're, you're delusional. Okay. If he's not the guy, then let's trade him. Okay. Let's trade him, get rid of him or sign someone off the street. They can be better. Or the guys in college, you know, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or would you rather take Bryce Young at Alabama who looks like a stick and <laughs> probably wouldn't last five minutes right now until without a year or two of playing? He, there's no way he would be better than Trevor Lawrence in an NFL game with both of them. Let's say if they both came out of college, I would still take Trevor Lawrence over him. CJ take Stroud, him over too. Anybody, take him over anybody that was drafted last year, too. Yep. And so you, you keep, keep, oh, he ain't the guy. Okay, yeah. Pick pick someone out there 
that that's either on a team that's not an established starter that could lose their job, we could have Baker Mayfield. You know, hey, let's just give him to Carolina. We'll take Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he's not only the best option for us, but he's our quarterback, and he's gonna be he's gonna be fantastic. You just have to give it time. Um, and he's just got to learn to stop pressing. And I think that could come with coaching, uh, dialing back on, you know, the, the pass play so much and running the football. Is that something that he always had, uh, even going back to college days? Cause I know that he didn't really have to come from behind very often, uh, at Clemson, obviously, but is that maybe something that developed under urban Meyer and sort of the chaos of last season? Or is this a, uh, in other words, is this something he's always had, or is this something that was kind of put on him by the the organization last year? Not joking, because people out there do suffer from PTSD, unfortunately. But <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've never JK. Do you ever heard of him pressing too much in college? Like I, I don't remember that at all. I don't. I don't think it's him pressing. You know, again, the pressing. I can see him wanting to be great and see him want to do it, but. I just think it's just a bad series of games. Uh, you know, the, the, the losses, I think it's a bad series of events, excuse me, uh, of why he lost. Um, the Washington game, you got to be better and, and, and throwing that away. You know, And in this game, too, I think, I, I don't know, if you, again, who's in the booth and who's making the play calls and things like that, but it's still got to come down to an, a, a good exchange from the center uh, a good exchange, you know, and holding on to the ball within that. I, I really, it, it just comes down to him playing a bad game. And it sucks that, you know, it came down to him and it sucks that it, you know, the, the, the loss quote unquote could be pointed directly at him. Um, you know, and we can get into it a little bit more. I, the defense gave up a, you know, a ton amount of, you know, rushing yards and things like that, uh, you know, on, on it. But I mean, it was just a crappy game, you know, and I think that, his team is young right now. They still have to learn to win. They have to be able to, you know, kind of respond better. And I don't think there's any other better way to respond but than to come here on Sunday, perfect weather, beat a bad Houston team, and you know, continue to you know have a have a have a a, a good strength hold on the on the division. That's the only way you can really bounce back. And then going forward, you got to realize that every game is not going to be perfect. Every game is not going to be played in the dome. Um, you know, there's going to be some mistakes that happen, but if you can minimize those mistakes, um, you know, I think that's what's going to, you know, kind of move this team forward a little bit more and make them a little bit more competitive. I mean, in the last four games that we've had, they're two and two right now. Nobody would have picked this team being two and two out the gate in the first quarter of the season. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot of stuff to really, you know, a lot of positives going forward, a lot of things to, to really look forward. And at the end of the day, um, my expectations for this team this year was at least you know, 10 losses. And I think that, you know, right now, you know, I think we've got a lot of things that, that we're looking up on two and two right now, first quarter of the season. It's great. What's up guys. This is JK three here to talk to you about Titan deep freeze performance coolers. It's tailgate season. And I can't think of a better way to keep your stuff cold while you're coming out to the games. Titan deep freeze offers a range of technologically advanced coolers with multi-layer insulation, Radiant heat barriers and loads of great features. Make sure you go to arcticzone.com and use the code K3LLUM at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's Titan Deep Freeze Coolers by Arctic Zone. Now let's get back to the show. 
All right, so now that we've essentially hit the uh, quarter mark of the season, Derek, maybe you can start us off with a little bit of an assessment on where we're at and just kind of some thoughts up to this point. Dude, I'd be excited. I I am excited uh, to be a Jaguar fan, especially with although the the team is 2-2 and and we wish we could have the Washington and the uh, Philadelphia game back. Look at some of the, look at some of these things, man. That we we are uh, doing well at, which we were usually dead last in every statistical category. Okay, uh, now this isn't next gen stuff, but this is just some basic stuff, uh, basic stats here. You know, we're seventh, Trevor seventh in QB rating, total QB rating. We're middle of the pack, in, uh, you know, for the run, but still getting four yards of carry. We have nine sacks. We could be better, but it could be a lot worse. Um, still top five turnover margin tied for the lead in the league with seven picks. Think about that now, not, not, you know, three or four, but seven tied for the lead. I think like, come on in in four games. Yeah. That's insane. I almost want to kind of look that up again just to make sure that I got it right. Like I can't believe it. Um, and then, you know, top 10 against the run. Even after last week, still in the top 10. So there are some definitely things to be excited about as we head into the next quarter of the season, uh, being a Jags fan. They, they are doing some incredible things with uh, trying to not only uh, make turnovers and make plays on defense, but also as we continue to you know kind of find our identity on offense, which I still think we're you know a bit Jekyll and Hyde, but I, I'm excited in two and two. Yeah, we, we you know we got to beat Tennessee to get our division. I think if we play strong in our division and win a couple uh, out of division and out of conference games, at least one or two, we can be in a very good position. Yeah, I think the um, <clears throat> you know uh, with the losses, you know a loss still you know stinks. You know what I mean, but. At the light of the end of the tunnel is that, you know, the, the, the clearest road to the playoffs is, you know, winning your division. And right now they're currently doing that. Um, you know, I, I think that's one of the key things. And you got, again, Sunday is very important to continue to expound on that. But I think for me, one of the, the things that I've enjoyed watching, you know, uh, in this first quarter, along with, you know, the, the young defense, you know, that I'm super excited about because everyone is, you know, young. Everyone is you know, currently, you know, pretty much like they're they're going to be here for the next couple of seasons. You know, you'll you'll have um, besides your Arden keys and, and a couple other things, but I think the defensive core uh, it's super exciting to watch because they are young. You know, I think that's really really awesome. But I think for me, one of the biggest things too uh, in the off season is this offensive line has just been playing. You know, they they've been playing lights out and they've been playing really really good. I mean, I think with the addition to Sheriff. Uh, has been awesome. Fortner has, you know, come in and and really been been really awesome. I love what Cam is doing and Jawan Taylor as well. And the run game, you know, I'm super excited to see how, uh, you know, James Robinson has bounced back you know, from that that Achilles uh, injury. I, I like the compliment that ETN is having there. I think the only thing that I'm really missing, love what, you know, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, you know, I love what the offense has been doing. And I and I agree with you, Derek, because they are a little bit of the, the Jekyll and Hyde. The only thing I'm really missing from the, the the offense is just one of those explosive big plays. Like, it's been four games, and, you know, we've had 
uh, you know, and I'm, I'm maybe maybe like a home run. Like there's been a, a, a couple of like long runs by James Robinson. Obviously, you know, you got the 50 yard run against the Chargers, uh, you know, against the Commanders. Uh, Trevor hit Christian Kirk, you know, down the sideline or excuse me, down the middle of the field for a really big catch. But I mean, just the 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 explosive plays, you know, I, I want to see a little bit more. I want to see more of this offense as, as they begin to get more high powered. And again, first quarter, only four games. You know, still a ton of football left. You know, this could be, you know, just the beginning of them kind of, you know, building that foundation of what they're doing. But I think going forward into the next quarter, into the next teams, you've got, you know, you've got two divisional games, um, you know, back to back, you know, right there. And then you've also got, um, you know, a Giants team coming in and then a Broncos game too over in London. The Broncos game is very significant because it's an AFC game. Um, and it should it come down to the wire to where, you know, the AFC games are a little bit more weighted than our, you know, than the NFC games. Definitely got to have those two back to back wins right now, um, you know, going into, um, you know, the Texans and beating up on another Colts team um, and are beating up on the Colts team who we beat. Um, and then also are, again, you know, just, you know, winning the Giants. It's a team that a lot of people are going to be talking about and a lot of people are going to be covering. And then also, you know, with the Broncos, another popular team, uh, you know, that the Jags, uh, you know, will be, you know, come up against as well. So got to go ahead and get those, you know, teams. I would love to see them go. I would, I mean, love to see them go 4-0 uh, in the next quarter. 4-0 puts them, you know, you know, right at 6-2 and for the next quarter before they go into the meat of their schedule. Um, but I would love to see, you know, at least 4-0, uh, maybe 3-1 and out of this next, this next. 4-0 I would love. But realistically, I, I think. Uh, well, nah, I'm gonna say it. not really. No, that is we we are in a great position. You, you bring up a great point. Listen to the next four: Texans at the Colts at home against the Giants and the Broncos. Broncos are in London. Well, London, yeah, or London. Okay, second. yeah, Broncos are in London. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's run down it. The Texans, Damon Pierce, Damon Pierce. You know him very well. The, the Gator that never got the ball, which he should have. Yeah. He's kind of the cog that runs their offense. Colts, they're going to be angry and upset. Jonathan Taylor's banged up. We've done it before. We can do it again. Okay, just can't can't live off the pass. Got to pretend it's a new day. The Giants, Daniel Jones will sink himself. And Saquon, just got to you know, focus on him. And the Broncos, although they should be better than they are, they aren't. And they got, uh, you know, I know they just signed Latavius Murray uh, from the Saints practice squad. But uh, I think, was it Jonathan Williams, I think his name was, is out for the year with an ACL. I think, I, I can't remember his name exactly. I might be mixing that up. And then Melvin Gordon is a fumble machine. So those are very, four games that are very capable of us coming out, taking it to them. Six and two is not out of the realm of being, you know, possible. We could we could easily go six, you know, win these next four. I mean, but, just based off what we've seen in the last four games, but you know, yeah. the thing that's gonna the thing that's gonna stop that, um, you know, are are, are the mistakes. You got to play not not perfect football, but you got to play some. You you can't keep putting yourself in holes like this. Uh, you can't keep putting yourself in 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 holes like like in the fourth quarter. You can't keep putting yourself in the holes with the turnovers. The defense has got to stay aggressive. They got to stay hungry. Teams got to stay healthy. They're relatively healthy right now. I mean, uh, Fotosaki, when he went out on Sunday, you know, that was, uh, you know, a loss in the run game for us. 
But, um, you know, Agnew stepped up in the absence of Zay Jones. Um, So I think the team continues to, you know, still remain healthy. Um, And then you've got a very favorable schedule going forward. Uh, And then even after that, the first game after, you know, that for that quarter, even looking further ahead, you got the Raiders before you play, play, you know, Kansas City, who's a buzzsaw right now. But, you know, looking in the second quarter of the season right now, you got four very winnable games based off of the way the team has been playing in this last quarter of the season. So with that performance that they've had in the last quarter of the season, you know, I, I think they continue to bring that over into the next quarter, which, you know, it's the NFL, anything could happen. But, you know, I, w- I would love to see them go 4-0, you know, 6-2 and going going into the, the second the second quarter. be great. Or third quarter, excuse me, third quarter. I think we got to do well because those games are going to be a little bit tougher. And believe it or not, out of all the teams that we go, I'm just looking down the schedule. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, um, Pat Mahomes, those scare you. But did you? There's a team on there we play that's one in three. I'm pretty sure their top three are leading the league in scoring. Would you like to take a crack at who that is? Say it one more time. There's a team on our schedule that's one in three that I'm pretty sure might be top three in scoring, or they may lead the league in scoring. I'd have to check the stats. Oh, probably the Lions. Yeah. Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting into a shootout with them, they, they had the Eagles beat. They, yeah. they had them. Um, they, they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. So, And I'm just saying, you want to be in a good rhythm and a good place because when you play teams with that kind of firepower, which that's even scary to say, um, you just never know, you know. Um, I know we probably would you know, be a better defensive challenge than, you know, some of the defenses they played against, you know, early in the season. But I think that, it is, you know, these next four are so important in case we do hit a, a you know a, a you know stumbling block uh in that in that second part of the season i think the big thing that jk3 hit on earlier that uh, has altered people's expectations is the competitive aspect of it it's just nice to be able to watch the games and and not think that we're going to get blown out you know and that was like an expectation that a lot of us were hoping for that as long as we can be competitive and, and it'd be fun to watch, we'll be okay with that more so than making the playoffs. Well, they're doing that now. And then all of a sudden, everybody's expectation changed. Me personally, I'm, I'm satisfied with uh, how the season's gone so far. I mean, I think it's been a lot of fun watching the games and, and feeling like we have a chance to win every one of them. So, uh, you know, six and two, I think Derek, you said you're calling that or both of you are calling that. Is that pretty much uh, across? The I'm board? calling it. I'm calling it six and two. Six and two. We yeah. win the next four. Trevor's mad. Dougie, you didn't learn your lesson again. Don't press. Uh, don't 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 put too much you know weight on his shoulders. Thirty throws, thirty throws each game. Thirty passes. Everything else, run, 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 or figure it out. Agnew on a reverse something, anything. Um, hey, run, run, run a Philly special with with Etienne and Trevor. We take that. Um, and yeah, I looked it up. The Lions do lead the league in scoring right now. Wow, that's interesting. That's in, yeah, one they're three, one in yeah. three. Like like JK three just said, can't get out of their own way. They're one in three. They are more than Kansas City, more than uh, even Miami. Although they you have their own issues down there, um, and we're not far behind. Uh, we're sixth, seventh in scoring. So 
Is uh is Dan Campbell like a a little bit better version of Gus Bradley, basically like the raw raw guy that uh, you know? Would you say that's an app comparison? I don't know, man. I I, I just doesn't want, win. I mean, Dan Campbell. He, he seem he seems like he has the. He seems like he's got the team. Um, he's got them definitely playing more relevant than any other Detroit Lions teams that, that we we've seen. You know, as of as of late, and it's just. I think just the ball's just been bouncing their way, you know, the wrong way. You know, it hasn't been bouncing their way, or, or should I say? But I think, man, you know, I think I think they get it together, and they're gonna they're gonna, you know, again, it's a long season. I don't know what their schedule looks like, you know, just off off rip. But I think it's a long season, man. And I think right now within you know the NFL, I, I think there is a little bit of a changing of the guard. Uh, you know, in some places, like, you know, more of your historical teams, for, you know, right now that are having, um, you know, that are that are that are winning more often. Uh, I, I think that there's been a, a little bit more competitiveness. They, they, you know, there isn't a team that's laying down, you know, right now. Each Sunday, you know, usually by week four, you would be able to tell which team's tanking, you know what I mean, or anything like that. And I think like right now, everybody's been competitive. And, you know, whatever the NFL was designed, and you hear a lot of people say, that the NFL is designed for, um, you know, quick turnover and you can have teams like the Bengals, you know, go back or, you know, go from worst to first and, you know, be Super Bowl contenders and things like that. I'm really starting to see it this year. And, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of I mean, even even in fantasy football, like it's a very weird year for fantasy football because you just have, you know, some of your your heavy hitters that used to be heavy hitters back in the day. You know, they're not really performing the way they are now either in fantasy football. So it's just, you know, it's a weird time in the NFL. And I think there are some some teams that are going to, you know, really put together, you know, some great some great seasons. And, and going forward, man, again, it's just only we're only four games in. You still got a ton of you still got a ton of football. left. What is it? The, the word that has been used, I've seen it written a few times, parody. Uh, yeah. P-A-R-I-T-Y. Yeah. Um, you know, teams are equally matched. The NFL has done, uh, made you know some smart business decisions as far as uh, the, with you know with the players' association and players' union and, and the cap and making sure that each team has equal opportunity to be competitive. Um, the NBA will never listen to that. Um, <laughs> but the and, and it shows. It shows on Sunday. You know, yeah, we live in an NFL city, so of course we see it firsthand. But Sunday is pretty, and Thursday nights are dominated. Monday nights are dominated by what? The National Football League. Mm-hmm. Soon to be Thursday nights too with the new. Two. I don't know if anybody's watched the the uh, the presentation that Amazon does. Uh-uh. They, do, they do a dang good job. You don't like I it? Think they, I think they switch the cameras too much, man. Every time oh, man, between no. the play, they turn in. Like, you look at the coach, you look at the player, then they go to the sideline. And then, you know, with the two, the only time they really showed the field longer than eight seconds is when Tua got hurt. Okay? <laughs> they, they switch the cameras too much, something man. Something different, though. You know, it's like, yeah, I love place. it. I, I love the Amazon yeah. cast. I love it, dude. I, I, I love it from a point no, to where it gave me you a can headache. watch the regular, you can watch the regular one, and then someone like me who's got the attention span of, like, a like, like a dog I, I I would I like watching it on the uh, on the other one. <laughs> on the other, I see, I can't even think, see I can't even think about what I like watching about it. But there's a uh, there's a cat there's a uh, I think it's called Amazon Cast where you can like 
it's an overfield view and it looks like Madden a little bit where you can see like the routes that they're running. And then like on the side, you've got like the next gen stats. And then underneath it, you got like sometimes some betting lines and like percentages of what the, the play could be and everything. I love that. I love that one. Maybe That's there's different favorite. screens. See, now I didn't know about those screens, so See? I'll check those out. <laughs> I'll check those out. If, you, if you're right, Look I'll give you. you. I'll give it to you. But you. the 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 actual app, you know, the game itself, like they're switching to the coach, they switch to the player, they switch to the owner, to the crowd. Up, oh, back to the play. Ready, height, go. Da, da, da. Okay, then we go go back to the coach. Coach calling the play. That go to a coach on the sideline, and then back to. The, I'm like, leave the camera. Alone. See, the problem is, is that Eric's used to, uh, you know, back in the day where it was just physical film with one camera <laughs> angle. <so> they, <laughs> he used they, to listen to it, it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> there were no camera angles. <laughs> yeah, jokes. Read the huh? scores in the newspaper the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both got jokes. Huh? Uh-huh. Handwritten fantasy football. <laughs> Handwritten. He, he looks at the he looks at the fantasy scores like the horse races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you know the the. Uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm gonna leave that alone because uh, I know where both of you live. So I'll make sure that I'll mess with I'll get y'all back at another another day and time. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So what about Sunday? You know we have the home game uh, coming. And uh, Houston Texans will be in town. I, I really haven't followed their season all that much. So, uh, you know, uh, JK3, we'll start with you on that game. Like, how does that look as far as our uh, chances to win or to be competitive? I think we got a really good shot. Honestly, I, I really do. I think most of the, um, you know, most of the, most of the offense is going to run between Davis Mills, um, who has given the, 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 the Jags some, some trouble. They haven't beat them. They haven't beat the Texans since like 2017, something like that. So it's it's insane. Uh, and I think last year, you know, remember like Trevor's first game. A lot of people went to the Houston game, and they thought that they were going to actually see a you know a nice dub. And no, it didn't happen. But um, you know, they they haven't been. You know, the Texans. I think again from from what I've seen so far uh, by looking and watching them today, or excuse me, watching some of the film, that everything is going to be running through Damian Pierce. You know, a lot of the stuff that they're they're going to be doing. I don't think that, you know, you, you have an offense that's, you know, super high powered. But then again, you know, they haven't lost. They I mean, they lost to the Bears by three. Uh, they lost to the Chargers by 10 uh, and they lost to the Broncos, um, you know, one score game also. So they're not, you know, terribly bad. But it, this is a sleepy team that, you know, you, you the Jaguars have to come out and take care of business against. This is just one of the evolutions of the Jaguars and to prove and to change their narrative of not being, you know, the, your, your Jaguars of the past, you know, the Jaguars that we've had over the last like 10 years, you got to go out and you got to beat the teams and take care of the teams that you need to be beating. They are more talented. They have a better defense. The Jaguars should go in here and handle this win on Sunday. handedly. Will it happen? I don't know. I hope it does, but this has got to be a point to where you make that turn to being a relative team in the NFL. And you make that turn by beating the teams that you should be beating. They should beat Houston on Sunday. Like, point blank. They should beat Houston on Sunday. They're, this is the first – I mean, they're, they're a six-and-a-half, seven-point, you know, overdog. When, when, is that, when, is, when does that happen? The Jaguars are favored to win on, on Sunday. Hmm. Damon Pierce, Brandon Cooks. Nobody else matters. You contain them, you beat them. 
And their quarterback's not that great, so it's not like he's going to be delivering perfect balls, you know, to, to, to Brandon Cooks. Damon Pierce, you just stop that run, make them one-dimensional. And as soon as they start getting one-dimensional, midway through the second after you plug that run, then you just start tagging that quarterback left and right. Until he just starts short-arming stuff or alligator-arming stuff. Or, you know, throwing throws that makes receivers get alligator arms. And that's it. This game should be over very quickly. Like midway through the second, third. That's the NFL, so things can happen every day. But, in my opinion, the game should be over quickly. Midway through the second, late second. We should be going up by multiple touchdowns and taking it to them. If we're not, then we, Houston, we've got a problem. Um... So that's just I mean, but don't don't I mean I, and again, Damian Pierce last game against the, the Chargers, he averaged nine point four. Uh, uh, he averaged nine point four. He went fourteen for one thirty one. That's who they're gonna that's who they're gonna feed the ball to. And honestly, I'm scared about that because of the the, the run defense that we had last week against Philly. Now I, I know uh, that again, I I know I know what you're gonna say. I know. Defense I know got tired, say. man. I know what you're going to say, but what's going to keep them from? What's going to prevent them from getting tired this week? Run the football, Dougie. That's what's going to prevent them from getting tired. Yeah. Every time you say Dougie, I think of the town. That movie with uh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh yeah, Dougie. Dougie, Dougie, you're not. You you've seen that movie, Corey? Yeah, I have. Wow. Wow. Oh my uh, god. Twice. Wow. What? Yeah, wow. I don't believe it. You're not going to Florida, Dougie. <laughs> My How's the weather supposed to look for Sunday, by the way? Because the last couple of days I've stepped outside. It's been a little chilly first thing in the morning. So wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that be great to like go to a Jags game and not have to change your shirt before like going into the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> I remember How uh, great a couple would that weeks. Be? Well, the last home game, uh, I think I had told you, we, uh, Amelia, my daughter, had a concert at St. Augustine Amphitheater at like 7.30 or something. So we went to the game, and there was like a brief thought about like just going from the game straight to the concert, and just couldn't do it, because it would have been absolutely disgusting. Like Everybody around us at the concert would have wanted to sit somewhere else, because you're just so sweaty and nasty and smelly. You know what I mean? Like, it is definitely... I mean, they could... I don't know if they want to offer an amenity that I'd be all about. If it's not putting, you know, dividers between the urinals, maybe having like showers per each season ticket holder. So you can, Oh man, bro, you are, man. No, there's no way I'm taking a shower in this stadium. (laughs) No way. No way. No way, bro. Even if it's your own individual shower. No, absolutely not. Oh no. I would rather go to what you could have done. You could have just went to Bucky's on your way down to St. Augustine and Mm. just kind of took a bird bath in the sink. Mm. Like get in the sink, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I would never. No, any NFL stadium offers showers. You can count me out. I still think it's hilarious that there's some stadiums that have the trough thing that you were talking about. That's weird to me. I've never participated in a trough. Trough urinal? No. You know, man. Oh, you're gonna tell me how good it is? Bro, you, you, no, I'm not gonna sound like it's no. You sound no. like it's liberating. You sound no, like it's definitely oh, boy, not. You ain't never had a trough. You ain't nope, never had that nope. trough, boy. Man, that, man let me tell you about that trough. Man, let me tell you something. It's the yeah, worst thing ever. Yeah, you can say, man. <laughs> yeah, my 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 next reaction was gonna be, be glad you haven't. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's. 
Hey, can't wait for Sunday, man. Ready to go three and two. Score Ready prediction. Three and two and keep you got? Score prediction. Uh, you know, I know we're supposed to. You know, I know we're cover the spread seven, but I think we blow the spread open this game. Thirty-eight, fourteen, thirty-eight, seventeen. Mm. Thirty-eight, seventeen. Thirty-eight, seventeen. Uh, I'm gonna go. Jags offense has been moving a little bit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-one. Oh, twenty-one ten. Twenty-one ten. I'll do twenty-four to three. They don't get in the end zone. What's the oh man? Ooh. What's the uh, what's the over under of how many diet cokes you're gonna have? <laughs> well, as long as they have that uh, that uh, machine turned towards us where we can get them free refills, uh, you know, I'm gonna have quite a few. So. Uh, I don't know enough about gambling to really understand the concept of over and under, but there will be lots of them. <laughs> so if we set, a, the, a, so if we set the over under at four, mm-hmm. would you have more than four or would you have three and a half? Like three uh, and it's not going to be more than four. I mean, I don't drink that much soda for God's sakes. And those are big souvenir cups, which by the way, the last home game brought in my souvenir cup purchased previously and it was okay. So that is apparently allowed. Only if they do. So that, do they do they do do they offer beer in souvenir cups? No. <laughs> uh, Just wait. Uh, I think they do. No. no, 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 no. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. You sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um. So anyway, but uh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't think they do. Um. Good uh, start to the season. Pretty excited about the progress that we've made. So that's good. One thing that you all can do to help us make progress as a podcast is leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. So please do that if you haven't already. Be sure to subscribe so you can see our new episodes pop up in your feed. And again, as always, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.